So I want to come back to John 7. Uh, John seven thirty seven. It says, I'm reading this out of the Passion this time. Um, Jesus stood and shouted out to the crowds, All you thirsty ones, come to me. Come to me and drink. I don't really want to run past that because we hear that so much in Christian circles. Thirsty ones. So the first question is, are you thirsty? Like, are you hungry? And hunger drives revelation. Need drives revelation. You know, how much do you actually want the Lord? Are you pretty satisfied with the way your life is? All you, all you thirsty ones, come to Him. There's like this call and a response. A call and a response. Are you thirsty? Come to me. Come to me and drink. So He's calling us to awareness. Listen, whew, He's calling us to awareness and action. Awareness and action. Your entire life with God is awareness and action. There, have you noticed this when you've been walking with the Lord for a long time? That you got shit coming up that you didn't even know was in there, right? And then all of a sudden something happens and you're going, whoa. It's because it's awareness and action because you were working on other stuff in the past. Don't despise what you were working on before because that's, that's where you were. That's where you were. That's what you're doing. That's what he was focusing on. You know, a great question for you with the Lord, especially some of you who are new in this. What are we working on right now? Because each one of us, if you wrote down, why don't you just take a minute? Ask the Lord, what are we working on right now? The reason, the reason that you share this, the reason that you find a tribe, the reason that you find safe relationships, is, I don't know about you, but I got strengthened with what every single, yeah, me too. Yeah, oh, 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 that puts words of what I was thinking and feeling, right? And the fact that we're all in process and that we can go, I've seen change, I've seen growth, right? The power of the testimony carries us along because that's the language of heaven. You know what I mean? The language of heaven is you'll never believe what God did today. You'll never believe what God did five minutes ago. You'll never believe what God's going to do, who was and is and is to come. He is the God of testimony. It's like uh, wonders are still what you do. Some of you just need to put that on your mirror. You need to put that in front of your face until you actually believe that wonders are still what you do. And wonders can look like you finding a $20 bill, and wonders can be like some kind of breakthrough with your family, like what you're talking about. It can be so many different things, but it's having a heart of, I have a God who still works wonders today, and I'm in his river. Got it? You see what I'm saying? So, John 7, all you thirsty ones come to me, come to me and drink, believe in me, so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you. I love that. Like it's violent, will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being, just like the scripture says. I mean, you know, like my NIV version, rivers of living water will flow within you. Um, but that, just that concept, believe in me so that rivers of living water will burst out from within you, flowing from your innermost being. It's like, it's an inside job. The life of God is an inside job. <coughs> And so you can get content, 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 but eventually you're going to have to sit down and get face-to-face with God. You're going to have to still yourself. You're going to have to cry out to Him. You're going to have to go, I hate this. I hate Him. I hate this. I don't want to do that, but that's what I'm thinking. I'm feeling. Help me realign. You know, it's like, dude, just coming back face-to-face with Him. And then look at these other two fun things. Um, Let's turn next to uh, Ezekiel 47.9. Ezekiel 47, 9. Wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live, and there will be very many fish, for this water is there 
For this water go to get water to the seed and become fresh so everything will live where the river goes. Everything will live where the water goes. And so if you go back and read the whole chapter of Ezekiel 47, it's about how the water rises and how it feeds the nations and how it has trees that bloom. I mean, it's just crazy. But that verse, God planted that verse in my life years ago. Wherever the river goes, everything will live. Wherever it will live, wherever it goes. And there's something about you coming to a place of understanding that waters flow from the throne of God. We talked about this weekend. That rivers of living water well up within us. And wherever the river goes, life happens. Life happens wherever the rivers of God go. So once I stop going, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. Well, if I'm in the rivers of God, I'm not thirsty. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I'm drinking. Let me try to make this picture for you. You thirst, and then you drink. We come to the Lord first. Because we have abject need. I, I need him so bad, right? But many of us do Christianity that we, we need something and we run away. Oh, I need God. So you come back, I need him. I'm thirsty. And then I run away. But where we're trying to get to this place with the Lord is where we're thirsty and we get a drink and we stay there. So that you're just satiated. Because those who are people, I'm, I'm not this person, but people who drink water all the time, they're hydrated all the time because they're drinking water all the time. Do you understand what I'm saying in the natural? People who don't drink enough water are thirsty all the time. Does this make sense what I'm saying in the natural? But people who naturally hydrate, my sweet husband drinks so much water. He drinks so much water. And you know what's crazy? The more water he drinks, the more water he wants because his body is just constantly wanting to be hydrated. It's the same in the spirit. The Lord is trying to show you a picture in the natural of what it's like in the spirit. So you get a drink, and, and instead of just running away from God and then, oh, I'm just a wreck, I'm a wreck, which God loves all that, it's okay. Just realize, I think what I want to give you today is that just stay in the river. Just stay in the river. Maybe, maybe it's even goes so far that you are in the river. What if all this is just a big head game? What if this whole sense of God's not with me, God doesn't hear me, even like what sweet Rebecca said about that if I don't hear him, he's forgotten me. Jazz hands, because how many of us have thought that? Mm-hmm. And I want to just, this recall thing that God just popped back in my head. I go to this total, I don't even know what it was, in New York. It's crazy. I don't know how God kept his hand on me. I do know how God kept his hand on me because his hand was on me. That's how he kept his hand on me. But I mean, I'm around crazy stuff, okay? Crazy stuff, crazy stuff. And so there's some, I don't even know what religion it was, but yeah, they're doing some exercise. And they kept talking about, um, she made this statement about, she used the language of God, but it wasn't God like we think about God, but that the supreme being, you would have an encounter with this supreme being and then you would walk away and you would forget that the supreme being talked to you and that you would keep wanting to go back and go back and go back and have a supreme, you know, have the supreme being talk to you again instead of being satisfied that at least one time in your life the supreme being had talked to you. Are y'all with me still? Okay, so on one hand you're like going, like I don't know Jesus, right? I know about Jesus, but I don't know Jesus and I'm going, on one hand, 
there's something thoughtful about that in that the God of the universe talks to us and then we act like he forgets us. But he talked to us. So that's one thing. But then as I came into a relationship with Jesus, I realized God's heart is to be talking to us all the time, just in relationship, right? And then what if we are the ones that are going, he's not talking to me, he's not talking to me. Oh, God's forgotten, he's not talking to me. But actually he's talking all the time. So maybe what we need to do is just clear our ears a little better. Does this make sense what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I want to come back to this point. How much value do you place on the fact that God talked to you at all? Do you remember it? Is it an anchor that you can never go past that stage? In Ephesians, it talks about, and when you've done all these things, stand firm, right? That's a military term. Put on the armor. And once you've done all these things, stand firm. And that military term means you move forward, and then they go, stand firm. And that means you can go anywhere, but you cannot go back. Mm. All right? You can stand there until the battle's done. You can advance forward, but you cannot retreat and you cannot go back. And so your encounters with the Lord are like your sand form places. So I have an encounter with the Lord, and I'm going to keep moving. And if I start getting, you know, like, oh, I get afraid, I can't go back any further than that encounter with the Lord. I, the Lord won't let me go back to encounters that I had 10 years ago. Why? Because I've moved this far forward in knowledge of Him, and we're not regressing. It was, they, those were great revelations. Do you understand what I'm saying? I needed every single one of those, but I can't go back now any further. So the stuff that happened, God happened for me in Bethel, the faith impartation, the things that God's calling me to, I can't go back. That's my new beginning. So now I can go forward, but I can't go back any further than the revelation that God has given me a faith upgrade and has called me, and now I must stand forward and go forward. Stand firm or go forward. Track with what I'm saying? Yes. So you want to talk about advancement. Guard the revelation. Hold on to what he said. Honor the word of God within you. Right? So, wherever the water lives. Now, turn to, we went to, look at this. I just woke up with this scripture. Zechariah 4. He said, he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Because what were they talking about? They were talking about what was getting ready to happen in the future. And he talks about that he's going to level the mountain. You will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. And then verse 10, Who dares to despise the day of small beginnings? Okay? And in other translations, like I've been around Christianity for a minute. And it says, do not despise small beginnings. And I'm, I was a brand new Christian around this giant of a woman who is walking with the Lord. And I just can't, I can't catch up with her. You know what I mean? I, just, I can't catch up with the way she deals with other people. I've never seen mercy in action. I've never seen anybody have such self-control. I've never seen anybody love the way that man loves. I mean, I've just never seen it. And so I'm just trying to catch up. I'm just going on. I'm so far behind. Like, I don't know how to do this. And she kept saying this to me. Do not despise small beginnings. Do not despise small beginnings. Do not despise small beginnings because the Lord is the one that's doing the work. So then this verse connecting with the headwaters that I showed you. Do not despise small beginnings because it is the greatness of God that is being unleashed in your life. It's, it's not you we're so concerned about. It's the greatness of God in your life that's being released. 
And as he flows through you, we have no idea of the impact that's going to happen through you. But we do know that God is a God of great impact. He said, go, go to any of those valleys where the Sacramento Valley and the marshes and all that kind of stuff, all the life that's happening there, you would never know that at those little headwaters where my feet were. But that's just the power of God unleashed in and through. Is this making sense at all? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to tell you what the Lord said. You look at that headwater, and if you're standing there and you look up, and there's like this mountain, and then there's another mountain behind it, and then there's Mount Shasta, and there's like all this kind of stuff. And then I had this conversation with the Lord. I'm going, I don't, I don't think I know where that water comes from, right? And the Lord said, I'm under the mountain, I'm in the mountain, I'm on top of the mountain. Okay? I'm under the mountain, I'm in the mountain, and I'm on top of the mountain. And it's just this totality of understanding the goodness of God in our life and the presence of the Lord in our life. So we're trying to go, if I could just take down this mountain, I could see God. No, he's underneath the mountain. He's in the mountain. He's on top of the mountain. And he still has every expectation just to flow through you. You know, if anyone likes wisdom, you need only to ask. That's one thing. Some of you actually need to be actively asking the Lord for wisdom and insight. You need to actually ask for that. And then pay attention when the Lord actually brings it to you because he's going to bring it to you by way of a person that you meet. Or a book, hey, I've got this great book for you. Or have you heard this sermon? So, like, don't despise then when the Lord brings you wisdom from unusual places. Because you're like, oh, I don't have time for that. You ask, oh, I don't have time for that. Like, you stop and you create the space that the Lord's trying to bring it into you. That's one, asking for wisdom. Two is, are you around the right people? Because small-minded people tend to gravitate to small-minded people. Because nobody, we don't want anybody to like pop out because they make us all feel insecure. So let's just all be small. Right? You find people that you hook onto and you get in their wake. Mm-hmm. Right? And you, you don't even have to do the work. All you do is hook onto them and their wake will drive you to a different place. Carry you to a different place. And everyone who's ever broke out of the whack-a-mole land... They got pulled, they hooked onto something and pulled them up above this resistance. Mm-hmm. Right? Sometimes that's the Lord himself. Sometimes he uses other people. You're just going to have to ask him. You know, this is heretical for some of you. I had to leave my church. Like, God was calling me out of a different place. He was calling me to a different place. And so, I don't think there was inherently anything wrong with the church that I was in. But where God was taking me was not the song that they were singing. So I had to go, I had to decide, fear of man. Oh, well, these are my people. I mean, that's my family. Fear of man. What am I going to lose out on? Or am I going to hook myself to where God's taking me and what he's doing? So some of that, that's a work for some of you. God's already telling you, hey, this is the direction that we're going, and you're unwilling to let go. Coming back to the wonders of God, our faith is so precious to the Lord, and that you being really clear about Believing that he has good means that you don't get your life to this place and that's what you do till you die. He is a trajectory. I, I believe that for my whole life. And so I came home and told Chuck, I went, hey, guess what the Lord told me? we got to get a new list. And he's like, oh, okay, okay. And he goes, oh, you're right, you're right. Because our, we want to get controlled and comfortable and then don't change anything. And that's just not the way of the kingdom, ever. 
Jesus is going, hey, go, go here. Hey, go here. Paul's saying, go here. Hey, there's people who need you over here. Hey, go here. You have all your people, your tribe, your love, but then you go, you keep going. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. So, here's what I recommend about getting you out of you. This is to you. You're just the one in the first to vocalize it. Is that I just have such a buzz about this. I think that you guys need to ask the Lord, who should my heart be beating for? Because your heart is beating through me for something. So what's it beating for? And so I've told you this story about crying out for 10 years about sex trafficking. Couldn't do anything, but I could for sure intercede for it. And it pulls you out of all your stuff. So who's your people? Is it the refugees? Is it the homeless? Is it, is it something as broad as children, the foster care system? Is it... Families and children, that the families, the marriages are broken, and the children are suffering because the marriages are broken. So that you, you're just going, oh, I just have such a heart for marriage. And you don't just go, I have such a heart for marriage. You go, I have such a heart for marriage. So I start interceding for every single marriage that I know. And I put them on a list. I put them in my Bible. I put them somewhere. And on a regular basis, God, hey, I just want to talk to you about these marriages again. Hey, they are even worse than they were when I started praying for Hey, this couple is actually having breakthroughs. Thank you for that. And that you're so in tune with what's going on. That pulls you up because what, by the very nature of your faith, by seeing what God sees and caring about what God cares, you're seeing a movement of God. It's like a movie right in front of your face. Wow, look what's happened there. Oh, God, I need you to move on every half. Thank you, God, that this is happening. It's just testimony, testimony, testimony. And it raises your faith. You know, the social issues that we have today, how do you, how do you think they're going to get fixed? Do you think the government's going to fix them? Yeah. Okay? God's waiting for his people to rise up and be part of the social issues that plague us all. And if you want to say comfortable and controlling, uh, I mean, see, this is where I get myself in a muddle. Because the river of God's always moving forward. You're going to be able to hang there for a little while. He's going to eventually push you off center because it's the river of God. Just flowing, flowing.